the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The girly man has spoken. Yeah, while we here in the United States are back into a serious debate about gun control because of what happened uh, a week ago in Texas, up in Canada... We're seeing what can happen if you don't have a Second Amendment and you have politicians who are willing to exploit a tragedy, a tragedy, you know, never let a crisis go to waste. Here's what the excuse for a man who's running Canada, Justin Trudeau, had to say yesterday. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. As a further part of this new legislation, we're also fighting gun smuggling and trafficking by increasing maximum criminal penalties and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate firearm crimes. And will require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. These are actions that doctors, experts, and chiefs of police have been calling for for years. And we're acting on their advice. I also want to thank the advocates, many of whom are here today, for your tireless efforts. I know that for too many of you, Greece... Grief and loss are at the root of the work that you do. I want to recognize that, and on behalf of all Canadians, I want to thank you for your strength. Merci. I like how he gets breathy when he talks about this stuff. It's pretty nauseating. Sorry. Anyway, apparently the crime-committing community in uh, Canada is behind this. 100% and has agreed never to use a handgun again, which is nice of them. Uh, In our second half hour tonight, we're going to talk to a conservative Canadian columnist, Joe Warmington, who's been on here many times. Talk to him about how people up there have been so willing to give up their rights for the last two years and what Americans can learn from that. And when we come back after this break, we're going to uh, sort through the hysteria and talk about how much danger school kids are really in right now and what can be done to stop the psychopaths. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Dad, why do your toenails look like that? Hey, it's James, and if you're like me and suffer from toenail fungus, please pay close attention. Let's face it, toe fungus is embarrassing. I was afraid to take my socks off and hid my ugly toes from everybody. But nail fungus isn't just a cosmetic problem. It can also be dangerous. Even a small spot can spread and get worse. But no matter what I tried, it seemed like my fungus would never go away. Then I discovered Crystal Flush, the new and different FDA-registered at-home treatment. 
This unique two-step system flushes out fungus at its source and reverses damaged nails. Finally, me and thousands of others are free from fungus, and you can be too. Call now, and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-354-1862. That's 800-354-1862. Eliminate your toe fungus once and for all, guaranteed. Call now, 800-354-1862, or visit crystalflush.com. This is John Stoggerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the storage, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. Your spouse has said your marriage is over, and they're ready to walk out the door. So where does that leave you? Hi, I'm Dr. Jovine, founder of Marriage Helper. We've helped thousands of couples in this exact situation. We want to share with you the things you can do right now to start turning this crisis around. If you're somebody who's lying in bed, sobbing yourself to sleep because your husband has left you or walked out on you or your wife has left you and you think, oh, well, this is it now. It's not it. There is hope. We're going to teach you the three things you need to start doing immediately to get your spouse back. If your marriage is in crisis, you're not going to want to miss this special Save My Marriage event happening on lovestories.com. Visit lovestories.com for the free Save My Marriage mini course happening right now on lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, it just doesn't get any worse than what happened a week ago in Ovalde, Texas. The, uh, the first response is anger, of course. The next response is try to make sure um, that it never happens again. And it's hard to make intelligent, logical decisions when you're hysterical. And there has been plenty of hysteria, which is understandable. And Democrats are more than happy to exploit that hysteria. Mark Hyman is Sinclair Network, a national investigative correspondent, a former intelligence officer. He joins us now to talk about some common sense responses to all of this. Mark, good to have you on again. Thanks for coming on. John, it's always a pleasure to spend some time with you. So uh, there are kids who are afraid to go to school now, um, which is bad enough. Uh, And I hear intelligent people say things like it's a risk for kids to go to school, and and um, but but there are parents who actually think their kids are at risk every day in school. What what should parents know, and what should they tell their kids? Well, well first of all, let's make sure that that our listeners completely appreciate where I'm coming from. Twenty one people were killed at Rob Elementary, and that's twenty one people too many. Our goal should be zero. All the time should be zero. No doubt about that. So we're not forgiving or excusing or accepting that loss of life. But the reality is, as much as we see it in the news, school shootings are not the biggest threat to our children. And they haven't been for a long time. And so I wrote a piece in my Substack column that just laid out some numbers. Just as an example, more than 50 children School-aged children are killed by their parents each and every year. There are more children who are killed on the commute to and from school every year, about 124. And that includes walking, riding in cars with parents, and, of course, riding on buses. Yet nobody, yet nobody is arguing that we should ban yellow school buses. And so the list goes on. There are other threats to our children. But I think the problem that we've seen from the response to these shootings is going after the inanimate object. Somehow it's maybe the AR-15 that's to blame. And it's the root cause that no one's really focusing on. 
I've spent a long time over the years looking at this. And since Columbine, almost without exception, every single shooter in a school is male, comes from a broken home, was currently on a Schedule II or had been on a Schedule II narcotic. By the way, Schedule II narcotics include things like cocaine and morphine. These are pretty significant drugs. And they have no father in their life. And so we're at this point where we love to medicate children, particularly boys. There's no shortage of teachers who will tell you that they think some six and seven year old boys wiggle and fidget too much in school. They must have ADD or ADHD or they're hyperactive. Mom, dad, you need to medicate your children. We want little boys to behave a lot more like little girls. And so you take a look at this quarter century of information and these school shooters are always the same. Broken home, no dad, was on or had been on a Schedule II narcotic for ADHD, anxiety, depression, and clearly something was happening here. As we saw with the shooter in Uvalde, he already showed signs. His coworkers at his fast food restaurant nicknamed him the school shooter because of his unnerving behavior. And just about every shooter before this had exhibited antisocial or violent signs. In many cases, they had been reported to law enforcement, including the FBI, who took no action in the case of the Parkland, Florida shooter or the Santa Barbara, California shooter. His own mother reported him to law enforcement and they ignored it. So we know what profile these people are. We see exhibiting signs. We ignore it. And then when it happens, we say, well, it must be the weapon he used, not the fact that the kid was drugged up, sometimes for 10 or 12 years. That's where we should focus our time and effort. And, uh, you know, it's um, a kid is a thousand times more in danger of, of being hit by a drunk driver like Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi's husband than they are of ever being confronted with a shooter in school. Um, and it's amazing that uh, something like that will happen with Nancy Pelosi's husband, which would be a – in most cases, this would be a, a great opportunity for the media to jump on that and talk about the dangers of drunk driving, the dangers – that kids are put in because there are people out on the street driving cars drunk. And those kinds of mini crises are not uh, exploited by the, by the liberals. It's, uh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're pushing that under the rug as fast as they can. Well, you're absolutely right. Look, it's no shock that when an event, when a tragic event happens, we often look for ways to resolve those or to prevent them from happening in the future. And yet some of the events that happen on such a recurring basis get little or no attention. On an annual basis, more than 6,200 teens and young adults from 15 to 24 take their own life. It's the second leading cause among death for that age group. And it's rising. It's gotten worse since the pandemic. And this is a troubling trend, but most politicians and media are silent on that. We should be focusing on the issues that really affect our children in greater numbers. So a pair of Northwest University researchers looked at the numbers since Columbine in 1995 and found that on an annual basis, 10 people, that includes students, teachers, and faculty, 10 people on an annual basis are killed in school shootings. And yes, that is 10 too many. The number should be zero. But if we are losing 6,200 every single year to suicide and 10, to gun violence, I would suggest our priorities should be looking elsewhere. And the thing about suicide, and I, I mention this personally because I had a brother who took his own life. Suicide is literally the only end-of-life event that is 100% and completely preventable. Mm -hmm. It's not like getting cancer or getting shot by a third party or having a tree fall on you or getting hit by a drunk driver. It's someone taking their own life. It's the only thing that's preventable. And yet we ignore it. We accept it as business as usual. So 6,200 children 
I should say, teens and young adults, 15 to 24, die every year from taking their own lives. So what happened last week is indeed tragic, and we want to make that number zero without a doubt. And there are no shortage of those in, in politics and in media who want to exploit that for political reasons. And that's going to always happen. We're not going to change that. Mary. But let's make sure we look at the conversation. And I think in this case, let's look at the root cause. It's over-medicated children with a really harsh narcotic, Adderall, Ritalin, those sorts of things, a Schedule II narcotic, pretty bad stuff, and then without a father. And it's interesting, and John, I know you remember this, 30 years ago, uh, then-President Dan Quayle was vilified by the political left and the media because oh, yeah. he criticized an episode of the TV show Murphy Brown because they were glorifying the whole idea of Murphy Brown having a child out of wedlock. And he said, look, don't, don't vilify fathers. Don't mock the father. This is a pretty big deal. And he was just beaten up in the press over it. Yet Dan Quayle was 100% right. The data is clear. Children in fatherless homes are more likely to live in poverty, suffer drug and alcohol addiction, become victims of physical and emotional abuse, underperform in school, and are more likely to engage in criminal activity like school shootings and become teenage parents. So maybe our focus should really be not on that weapon, but on those, particularly the boys who are more vulnerable, since oftentimes mothers end up with the children in a single parent family and that's not criticism mothers they do wonderful jobs but the reality is and i think nature shows young adolescent boys need a strong father or father figure in their lives to make sure they're well adjusted and well behaved we're talking to mark hyman uh, sinclair network national investigator uh, correspondent um you mentioned uh suicide um I also saw that uh, because because of this uh, incident last week in Texas, uh, a lot of talk about gun violence and how the United States leads the world in gun violence. Um, and one thing that is rarely pointed out is that most of the gun violence numbers uh, are related to suicide. Most most of the people who are killed with a gun in the United States kill themselves. Yeah, I think the number's right around half, and I haven't scrubbed it in the last few years, yep. so I need to get back on that. But I have over the years, and it's often, yes, people have taken their own lives. And we have to remember, when we do comparisons to other countries around the world, it's not always an apples-to-apples apples comparison because no. they have other ways of, of doing statistics, other ways of accounting for the numbers. I remember looking at an issue years and years ago about childhood um, deaths. And there are a couple of countries that if a child died in the first year after being born, it wasn't considered a child death. It was considered a, a, a terminated pregnancy, if you will, or some oh, version okay. of that. Yeah. So when you have different parameters, it sometimes skews the data. So I just want to caution the listeners that we don't always account for the data and, and, and analyze the data in the same way. And that's critical. That's why we have academic researchers. That's why they do yeah. papers. That's why they're peer-reviewed, so that we can find out if we're doing apples to apples. But, yeah, it's, it's a challenging time, and certainly, no doubt, COVID in the last couple of years and the response, lockdowns and social isolation have really had a big impact. I just did a special a, a few months ago, and the – the incident of suicide and self-harm by teenage girls has doubled since the pandemic. So these things, things like our response to the pandemic, have consequences. We can argue about whether responses are proper. That's a separate argument. But they do have consequences. But my biggest concern and the reason why I, I wrote my column today, and your listeners can see it at markhyman.substack. Dot com. That's M-A-R-K-H-Y-M-A-N dot substack dot com. I have all my columns in there. It's the overlooked issue is you know, girls, teenage girls grow up in the same broken homes, have yeah. access to the same guns, play the same violent video games, yet schoolgirls aren't going out shooting up schools. So why is it boys? Mm -hmm. And as I put forth in my paper, 
It's the lack of fathers or a strong father figure in a relationship that contributes to why some of these boys go out. They come from broken homes, and almost without exception, they all were on or had been on a Schedule II narcotic. One other interesting point I made in my, my uh, column, not a single shooter ever came from a private school, a parochial school, or had been homeschooled. They all were products of public school. You can't ignore that fact. Perhaps the lack of a value system in public schools may be a contributor. We should take a closer look at that data and try to sort it out. Hey, Mark, I, I, kids aren't shooting people up. Yeah, I was just uh, before we went on here during uh, the break. I was looking on Twitter, and I I keep seeing these uh, TikTok uh, videos of drag queen shows. And there was a drag queen show that was uh, done uh, for kids at a high school. And uh, the uh, just before we went on the air, the the uh, the superintendent was saying that he wasn't aware that it was going on. But there are people in the education business who are who are putting on drag queen shows for kids in libraries. Drag queen storytelling. Um, who? How do these people? exist how do they get away with this they're all democrats i know that there's not a, there, I, there, you wouldn't find a republican who had anything to do with a drag queen show i don't think but they're they're actually popping up everywhere stuff like that that's what they're that's what they're teaching boys in school that this is this is funny or cool or something i don't know what it is you know people like me perhaps like you, get criticized. We talk about things like traditional values. And, right. you know, we, I have my definition of what those are. And I'm not going to pass judgment on everything that people do. But there certainly has to be some reasonable parameters. I always felt that my children, at, up until age of 18, I'm one of, you know, they're kids. They're going to be kids for 18 years of their life, 19, 20 years, what have you. And they're going to be adults for the rest of their lives. So, I'm not going to try to rush to grow them up. Yeah. I don't want to throw things at them. You know, I saw there was this argument with the Florida legislation, and I'd seen some videos of some teachers saying, I saw a video of a teacher who was a first-grade teacher explaining how important it was that her children had to know that she was in a same-sex marriage and how things were different, yeah. why they did things differently. John, other than Mrs. Drury, she was the only teacher I had in grades one through six. She's the only teacher I had in which I even knew her first name. Yep. I didn't know the first names of any of my teachers. I knew those who were Mrs. were married. It's funny. Miss were not. And I didn't even know if Mr. Woods was ever married. I didn't know their first names. I didn't know get the private lives because they taught classes, the reading, writing, and arithmetic. Yeah. It's funny you say that. The private lives. It's funny you say that. We used to think it was a big deal when we found out a teacher's first name. Uh, if it was a late, we had nuns. I was a Catholic school, but you no, know, we had a lot of nuns. But we find out the teacher's a lay teacher's name. We thought it was funny that we could actually walk around and when he wasn't listening, you know, refer to him as Tom instead of Mister Qualick or whatever his name was. Hey, I, I only have about a minute left. I have to ask you this because we're talking to Mark Hyman. You wrote a book called Pardon Gate: How Bill and Hillary Clinton and Their Brothers Profited from Pardons. I have to ask you about Hillary skating one more time. She didn't herself skate, but her henchmen did today. What's that tell you? Well, I, I think, there's, well, first of all, the issue was uh, Michael Sussman, who is a partner at Perkins Coy, which is the heavily Democrat Party-affiliated law firm in uh, D.C., um, he was acquitted of charges of lying to the FBI. There's no doubt that he lied. Right. We've seen the evidence. The emails, all the transcripts, he lied. The question was, was he held accountable? No, he was acquitted. Okay, mm-hmm. respect the decision and move on from that. But it doesn't change the fact we all know he lied because we saw the text messages he sent. We saw the emails he sent in which he claimed he was coming forward with these allegations about the Trump Russiagate hoax. And he didn't represent any clients. Yet all the data, the billing records and everything show that he actually represented the Hillary campaign. So the reality is, did he lie? Yes, we know that. Was he acquitted? Yeah, he was. Okay, life moves on. The interesting thing is that was a D.C. jury trial in which three of the jurors, three of the jurors admitted they were contributors to the Hillary campaign, 
And also another fourth juror, her daughter was on the same private school crew team as the defendant's daughter. The judge should have disqualified that juror. The judge chose not to do that. I would think outside of D.C., that decision would have been made to disqualify those three jurors who were contributors to Hillary and to disqualify the juror whose daughter was friends on the same well, crew team as the defendant's daughter. I'm out of time. I hope uh, you're the um, you're the investigative uh, correspondent for the uh, Sinclair Network. I hope you get on that one. That's a, that's a pretty good story. But uh, we'll have you on again. I appreciate it, Mark. John, it's always a pleasure. Okay, that's Mark Hyman. We'll be right back. SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden says he and Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell are focusing their efforts on controlling inflation. Chair Powell and other leaders of the Fed have noted at this moment they have a laser focus on addressing inflation, just like I am. And with a larger complement of board members now confirmed, I know we'll use those tools and monetary policy to address the rising now. The president met with Powell at the White House Oval Office earlier this afternoon. The jump of more than 50% for oil prices so far this year has been a big contributor to the very high inflation sweeping the world. Earlier, a report showed inflation in the 19 countries that use euro currency hit 8.1% in May, the highest level since records began in 1997. Up and down on Wall Street, the stocks now lower. The Dow is off 197 points. This is SRN News. About to compare a pepper shaker to a cash-out refinance. Hang with me. You know when you're at a restaurant and they ask, would you like some fresh ground pepper? And then they crank that giant tube, but almost nothing comes out? For me, only a certain amount of time is socially acceptable to wait. I know that getting that pepper out might make my life better, but it just seems too impossible. And that's what we hear people say about the cash out refinance. People realize that the value of their home has gone up like hot pepper the last few years, leaving all this extra money sitting inside their home. But is it too hard to get out? It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. If you're interested in cashing out the extra pepper in your home, we're good at doing all the work while you just sit back and relax. And often, your mortgage payment and years in the loan will stay the same. If you'd like to hear about your options, we are United United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Dr. Sebastian Gorka gives you the real truth. Hillary Clinton greenlighted the release of this claim, Mm -hmm. even though the campaign was told that there are serious problems with what they were alleging. She authorized the Samir dossier and its dissemination to the press. This constitutes the largest scandal, the biggest heist in American history. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. When was the last time you went through a drive-thru? Now, when was the last time you ordered fruits or vegetables from their menu? That's the problem we are facing every day. Unhealthy, processed foods are readily available at every street corner. But it's getting harder and harder to get whole, natural produce into our diets. That's why Balance of Nature exists. Balance of Nature is a special blend of fruits and vegetables chosen to provide the highest nutritional value possible. By taking just three fruit and three veggie capsules, you get the equivalent of all of the recommended servings of fruits and vegetables in just a few seconds. Get fruits and veggies into your diet today by calling 1-800-246-8751 or by going online to balanceofnature.com. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code BALANCE. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Is that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
No, Jerry. It's over. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Closing out, the rush hour is still with heavy jam-ups on outbound at Parkway East. All because of an accident, it's off to the shoulder. Outbound at Edgewood, Swissvale, backed up from Boulevard of the Allies on up. Looks like at least a 20-minute delay in total. Inbound a little slow to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Now, the other heavy delay we have is Parkway West inbound past Steubenville Pike. There's an accident in the left lane, all jammed up from Montour Run Road on down. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. Patchy clouds for tonight. It'll be warm and humid. We'll see a nighttime low of 68. Tomorrow, times of clouds and sun with a couple of showers and a heavy thunderstorm. It'll be very warm. Those storms could bring hail and damaging winds. will reach a high of 86. Tomorrow night, a thunderstorm in the evening. Otherwise, cloudy skies and a low of 64. Thursday will be cloudy with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. will reach a high Thursday of 72. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, at least half of the people in the United States don't know why we have the Second Amendment, and that includes politicians everywhere, including the senile old man pretending to be president uh, who keeps making jokes about deer wearing Kevlar vests. Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, gave Americans a great lesson yesterday when he said this. We're introducing legislation to implement a national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. There you go. That was part of it. You got the applause there. Uh, Joe Warmington is a reporter and a columnist for the Toronto Sun, and he joins us now. Haven't talked to you for a while, Joe. Thanks for coming on. Well, it takes uh, concern about the uh, Second Amendment to get Steigerwald to call Canada. But uh, anyway, you should be nervous because, you know, you heard it right. Your audience heard it right. And make no mistake, it's not a coincidence that it came just a few days after what happened in Texas and mm-hmm. also the uh, World Economic Forum with Klaus Schwab and all that. Well, I, here's what I don't... Uh, this is not something I was <laughs> going to get into with you about this, but... I heard the soundbite. I played at the beginning of my show also, and this breath, this breathless, breathy, I guess would be a better way of putting it, delivery by Justin Trudeau, it's enough to make me want to puke. How, does, how do people look at this guy every day, especially men? I, it, uh, boy, it, oh boy, that's, uh, that's something that I think, uh, you know, after a while you kind of get used to. I mean, he's an actor. People know that. He was a drama teacher. <laughs> and, and everything he does, if you look at the questioning today he received on this thing, he just goes back to the talking points. He, he sort of rehearses and remembers his lines. If he ever does forget them, uh, you really see that he's vacuous and he doesn't know know very much but the, the problem is we're in a kind of almost like a prison state here now like north korea and you say oh you're exaggerating again but you know you, if you're not playing the, the by the rules that he sets out you can't travel you can't get on a train or a plane not just to come to the u.s or europe or wherever asia you know we've got a very multicultural community with people with families yeah. all over the world they can't go unless they're up to speed on their uh you know their vaccines and and get on a train, things like that. It's a big country. I mean, people have family that's, you know, five or six hours away and things like that. So, uh, you know, they enjoy the power. Uh, they certainly know how to use it. feels very much like Cuba here. And, uh, you know, you, you should pay attention in the U.S. because this mandate that he brought through here is exactly the dream of the people that want to remove the Second Amendment for the U.S. And Absolutely. So, yep. so I'm sure they'll study it closely. So how would you describe, though, Joe, uh, the reaction to Trudeau's declaration? Are people just nodding their heads and going, oh, good? I mean, we heard applause there. I don't know who the idiots were who were applauding on the soundbite there. but Well, they're paid paid to, but I think it's twofold. Look at the, you know, the professional um, handgun shooters and things like that. Are, there's not a lot of that in Canada. There, there, there is a community that, that partake in it, and they're very safe and 
fact, in my 37 years as a reporter, there's only been a couple of registered handguns or weapons in general that have been used in any of the homicides. There was one actually this year uh, where the guy apparently had them registered, but mostly it's illegal. They come from the U.S. They're smuggled over the border through First Nations land that straddles New York, Quebec, and Ontario down to the Aquasasne Cornwall area. And it's easy to come through there. This is no knock on the people of that area. It's not their fault. I mean, there's obviously organized criminals that come from, you know, between the U.S. and Canada, bring them in other places as well across rivers and lakes and underground things and things like that. That's where the weapons come from. They're bought legally a lot of times in the United States and then smuggled here. That's the problem. It's not the problem with the, the gun collector or with the, you know, the, the target shooters uh, or the or the the duck hunters and things like that, but they seem to always focus it, which is what this initiative is on them and pretend that, you know, it's somehow doing something. And, you know, I find it very offensive because at the core of it, I am a crime reporter and, you know, you read my stuff, I write about all kinds of things, but I always come back to to innocent people being hurt by crime, violent crime. And this year we've had, you know, a lot of them, including like, you know, um, we had an uh, Indian exchange student from India who came here, who just got a, off the subway and got shot just because he was there. Another guy walking down the street shot. Uh, it goes on and on and on. I've covered so many people that have been innocent, that have been shot here in Toronto or the GTA, we call it. Um, that it makes me sick. So, I, you know, I find it very offensive that he gets up there and says, look, you know, my dad, who's a hunter, I grew up around the hunting and the fishing and things like that. There was never an issue and there never will be an issue because they know how to store their weapons and they know when to, when to hunt and when to put them away and do it legally and lawfully. And he knows that, but he doesn't care. Well, here's the thing though, Joe, um, the second amendment has nothing to do with hunting, nothing to do with target shooting it doesn't even have all that much to do with self-defense, although that, that's a, a big part of it, I guess. Um, it's, about preve- it's, prov- it's about defending yourself against people like Justin Trudeau. That's what our Second Amendment is for. And, and, and it's a shame that most, uh, too many people in America, probably, as I said, at least half don't understand that. The, the point of the Second Amendment is that it— you are telling the Justin Trudeaus of the world, I have a gun and there's nothing you can do about it. So if you're gonna if you're gonna try to take my rights away, you might have to you might have to do it at the face you know at the barrel of a, at the end of a barrel of a gun. But I, I guess well, see, that, I, like that that you know that sort of edict that you just mentioned or whatever you hear that that doesn't come up in Canada. That's no, not an issue. That's what I was uh, going to ask you, though. Has there ever been anything close to our Second Amendment well, they, there? Well, they had it this year, I mean, I was on your show about it, where they, they had the truckers protest. Yeah. And what does Trudeau and the government do? But they identify that as what they considered an insurrection group. Now, they, they knew it wasn't that. I was there. I saw what it was. It was basically a big winter loot party. It was too cold for anybody to be talking insurrection. I mean, it was really cold out there. So they put up hot tubs and pancake breakfast and they're playing music and things like that. But uh, what does Trudeau and his government do? They say, look, this, these people are talking about an overthrow. This is the same approach that they took in Cuba the year before uh, when they had all those people on the streets. And, of course, you know, in the Biden White House, they did nothing about it, it was right. last summer. And, of course, they threw all those people in jail and everyone's afraid. And you got to remember, Justin Trudeau is very close to the Castro family. He was... His, his mother and father were very close to Fidel Castro. And this is where he gets his political advice from, amongst other communists and different things like that. And they said, look, they, they, they see this as an insurrectional. You can go and you can make it that. You can scare the hell out of people. They put that Tamara Leach in jail. for She was in there longer than anybody that's on a gun charge like that gets bail. Yeah, to explain who she is, Joe, she's, she's, she was involved in the, in the convoy. She raised... $10 million twice, the first time they stole it, and then they raised it on a different platform than GoFundMe, another $10 million, and they and they froze that. Um, that's why she's, uh, you know, she's, she's under all kinds of charges, and she's not allowed to do this and that. We treat her like she's a real insurrectionist criminal. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's as close as we get to it. But it's the culture of understanding, like, like I didn't grow up uh, with people having 
handguns and things like that. I grew up with a 12-gauge shotgun, mm -hmm. my grandfather and my uncles and my dad. And so I understand that world, and I think that that's the ones that the targeted. Now, this thing here with the gun collectors and the target shooters, um, like, really, outside of twice in 37 years, uh, every other crime that I can think of, and I've covered hundreds and hundreds of them, uh, it's always illegal or smuggled weapons. So, you know, I think the focus is on the wrong guns, the wrong people, but what else is new? Yeah. But uh, we're talking to Joe Warmington. He's a uh, reporter and a columnist at the Toronto Sun and been doing it for almost 40 years. Um, so is there uh, you you mentioned that it's it's like it's becoming North Korea or Cuba up there. And I've, I've yeah. kind of made a joke that's about that. Feels, that's, that's how it feels for people that can't travel. I and mean, it's the only places in the world that have these strict kind of rules where you can't come across the border. You can't get on a train or a plane, uh, that kind of thing. Like if I wanted, you know, if. if Somebody that's not vaccinated or doesn't fit the protocol, maybe vaccinated once, that kind of thing. And there's tons of people like that that didn't feel well after the first one, where they don't qualify as fully vaccinated, or they just decided not to get it for maybe they had heart issues or whatever. They made the decision, their own personal bodily autonomy. They can't get on a train to go to see family in Ottawa or Montreal. Sometimes uh, it's nice to do that, and you can't do that. You can't fly out to Calgary. And you certainly can't fly down for your summer vacation to Mexico or, or to Florida or, or New York City or whatever it is you want to do, Pittsburgh, drive down for a ball game. And so, and there's other restrictions as well, because we have a lot of police officers, firefighters, ambulance, uh, streetcar and subway drivers, things like that, that are also on uh, unpaid you know, suspension for not following the protocols and the mandates have kicked in and a lot of them are losing their families and marriages, things like that. And I think it's cruel. I mean, there's nowhere else in the world doing that anymore. Everyone's moved on from that. The numbers aren't there to back up this COVID and stuff. So it's really nothing more than a punitive action. It's the same thing with this, um, you know, this ruling on the, uh, the handguns to go after the legal ones that you can buy legally as long as you have the special license, um, you know, basically turning them into paperweights, and of course, it's only move one in it. They'll get that through, and then, you know, they're not going to stop there. You know that, I know that, and yeah. they know that. Now, um, I have a, about a couple minutes left here. I um, I just want to let you know, I mean, you, as you know, I, I've been I've had an association with Canada all my life. My mother was Canadian. I have property there, blah, blah, blah. The Canadian kids I got to know growing up were as tough as any kids I knew, tough as they come, no, took no grief from anybody. And I was exposed to a lot of tough Canadian hockey players. What's happened to those guys? I mean, are there any tough guys left up there who are just going to look at Justin Trudeau and say, get this guy out of here, what are we doing? I mean, how does he keep getting anybody to vote for him? And how do, what, just what's going on with the, with the people in Canada, the men in Canada, that they're putting up with this? Well, that's an excellent question. You mentioned about the sports kind of people. They yeah. seem to be leaning liberal and woke all the time, all the athletes and and that kind of thing. They've kind of replaced the the entertainment people uh, in that regard. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I live in a big city, uh, you know, and you don't see a lot of that rural kind of stuff, which I see in the summer when I'm out, you know, out at the cottage and things like that. And if you talk to people out there, they talk a little bit more openly about things and they, they're not as politically correct. But in around the city, I think people are just afraid. Nobody wants to say anything. But and, what are they afraid of, though, Joe? Are they afraid of, of other they're people? They're afraid of having their bank accounts frozen, okay. losing their job, uh, you know, being ostracized by the community. Because that's uh, really... Having their, having their children taken from them. But, all the things that they threatened uh, to the truckers. You know, I know a woman who put $25 on the GoFundMe to help the truckers. Just a, just a little gesture that mm -hmm. got a little inspired by it. And she lost her, her career. She's lost her job for that. No one said, hey, listen, you know what? You work for the government. Maybe you shouldn't have done that. Oh, you know what, shucks. Okay, I won't do that again. You know what? If you really want to drill at home, suspend her for one day or one week or something. I don't think you should be suspended for donating on your own time, your own money. But nonetheless, they turned around and fired her. And there's dozens and dozens and dozens of people like that. And so that's what they're afraid of. It's Cuba the way they do it in Cuba. I mean, you know, the people last summer... They were really re ready to, to win that. Of course, your president and your Congress, who you know purport to be 
about freedom and against communism for all these decades with Cuba had a chance to help there, just like they did with Iran. And they left them hanging. Nobody came to their assistance. And as a result, you know, after a while, it dwindles out. And, you know, they end up putting people in jail and people get scared. And, of course, they hunted down people for weeks and weeks after. Now, you don't know that and your audience doesn't know that. And we hardly know it because nobody covers it. I happen to know it because I know some people that live there and they've told me all this. But, you know, the, the media is not what it used to be either. I mean, they don't cover stuff. I remember one time I was watching CNN and they had this live shot when uh, Chavez was in charge in Venezuela. It's a good model for everyone to look at what happened to Venezuela. And I saw, like, when they said there's a million people in the street, and I saw with my own eyes this helicopter shot. And I thought, wow, I've got to follow that. You know what? It was pulled, and it never was mentioned again on CNN. I happened to catch it live. It was, somebody went through it live. What's all these people there? And then, you know, obviously they decided that they didn't want to show that story anymore. And that's the story of why these dictators... Get, it, get away with it. Just keep doing it. Hey, I'm out of time, uh, Joe. I'm sure I'm going to have you on again. I'm going to be up there pretty soon, and I hope they don't arrest me. But I, I appreciate you uh, coming you know on what? the show. You know, you're a good guy, and if, if you end up uh, in the clink, uh, give me a call, and I'll probably just say, hey, how's it going, and then right. you run the because I don't want to be associated with you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, <laughs> like Joe. you Canadian guy. Thanks, Joe. We'll be All right. Thanks. You too. We'll be back. Paid for by Open Shark Concepts. Attention firefighters, members of the military, and airport workers. For decades, first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires. Studies have shown that chemicals used to make aqueous film-forming foam, or AFFF, are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer. If you or someone you know was exposed to AFFF and were diagnosed with any of these cancers, including kidney, bladder, prostate, pancreatic, lymphoma, leukemia, testicular, and neuroendocrine, then you should Call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us at 800-518-1766. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call us now, 800-518-1766. Operators are standing by 24-7, so don't wait. 800-518-1766. That's 800-518-1766. Again, 800-518-1766. Today, the majority of children have already been exposed to pornography by age 11. Even though most of this is accidental, this exposure can have disastrous consequences for their mental health and future well-being. If you want to protect your child and set them up to have healthy relationships, you need Canopy. Canopy is the most effective technology on the planet for blocking pornography. Canopy's app uses artificial intelligence to identify and filter explicit content on every website. It can do this in milliseconds and is 99.9% accurate. While other apps block entire pages, Canopy is the only tool that filters within websites, plucking out explicit images and videos before they appear. Its image scanning technology also prevents users from taking and sending sexts. The Internet is awash in pornography, but your kids don't have to see it. Head on over to canopy.us forward slash protect to start your 30-day free trial. Enter the promo code PROTECT and get 15% off the regular price for life. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Your spouse has said your marriage is over and they're ready to walk out the door. So where does that leave you? 
I'm Dr. Jovine, founder of Marriage Helper. We've helped thousands of couples in this exact situation. We want to share with you the things you can do right now to start turning this crisis around. If you're somebody who's lying in bed, sobbing yourself to sleep because your husband has left you or walked out on you or your wife has left you and you think, oh, well, this is it now. It's not it. There is hope. We're going to teach you the three things you need to start doing immediately to get your spouse back. If your marriage is in crisis, you're not going to want to miss this special Save My Marriage event happening on lovestories.com. Visit lovestories.com for the free Save My Marriage mini course happening right now on lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So I came across this, um, this, this little interactive map of uh, states, and it shows the gun ownership, percentage of gun ownership in the various states. So I just figured I'd take a look at it. Now, there's quite a few. I, I think you'd, you'd be... It wouldn't be hard to figure out where there's a lot of crime. Uh, New York, because of New York City. Um, Massachusetts, because of Boston. Um, so New Jersey, because that's New York. Uh, New York, that's uh, 19% gun ownership. New Jersey, it's uh, only 14%. Now, it seems like there's a lot of gun crime in those places. Maybe I'm crazy. So I went up and looked in Montana, for example, 66%. That's two out of every three people owns a gun. Now, if you break it down into men and, you know, don't include children, it's just adult men. If it's 66% overall, I guess that means like nine out of ten men are walking around with a gun. I, I, man, I'm just I'm making that up, but that, that, that's just what I would guess. North Dakota uh, also has a, 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 a 55%. Wyoming has 66 Down there in West Virginia... West Virginia, 58% gun ownership. How come you don't hear the, the, the gunfire when you drive down there, drive through West Virginia? What's the difference? I don't get it. There must be some difference between the number, something to say about the number of people who actually own guns and who owns the guns. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. 14% in New Jersey, 66%. In John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.